Spirit creates unity. That's my topic today. And it's really, um, well, it was, um, it was quite a great topic to, to prepare, really, because it, it spoke to me a lot about, uh, about a lot of things. Now, where can you get a place where all kinds of people come together? Young, old, various levels of education, different cultures, different classes, women, men, every race, every background, people of different political opinion, and people who have different tests in everything. I think there's only one place on earth you actually get that in that massive diversity, the church. Would you agree? It's, isn't it amazing? That's why I love the church so, so much. And think about it, when we go to heaven, that'd be even more accentuated than then we will have every tribe, every languages, every, I mean, you know, hi guys, you speak in French? Bonjour, okay? Uh, then you will be able to use your own language, you know? And, you know, many of you speak of a different language and that will be expressed in heaven. You see, usually, we join a group because we have a strong thing in common. So mothers and toddlers, well, we are at the same season of life and we've got a baby, uh, let's entertain each other. Uh, runners or sport, um, I am into this passion, so I, I have, I, I'm in a group who has the same passion. In the church, you've got the most diverse group of people and actually sometimes you have very, very little in common with each other. But somehow we know we are brothers and sisters and we are members of the same body. What is that? Are we getting on because we're told to do, to, to get on? Or are we getting along because we think that's the right thing to do? We've got to be on our best behavior. I would like to suggest to you that the people of God get along because Holy Spirit creates unity between us. It's really important. It's Holy Spirit who creates unity between us. Make sure for myself. So, you see, there's something there. We all share something which is really profound. We are all born again of the Spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 4 is telling us that we are born into a family who is single-minded in call and purpose. So uh, we, are, uh, we, are the unique we are a unique body of people. We have one faith. We have one baptism. We have one law that we all serve. It's really profound, isn't it? Does it not sound like good news? Amen. It is good news. So although we are super diverse, and maybe humanly speaking, some of us would not get along with, with others, you know, Holy Spirit creates unity. And basically, I'm looking at this fabulous passage in Ephesians 4, verse 1 uh, to 7. So let me just read it out. Sorry, my reading is really crap in English. So put up with me, okay? I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over 
all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Wow, what a verse. Amen. Seven verse. You see, when I read that, immediately I thought, you know, the temptation is to read a text like this and to put on faces in the wrong places. And to not look at first things first. So, right, we all know the church is not perfect, right? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at some point, we will get into a disagreement. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah. Wave your hand. We know. Yes. At some point, somebody will really majorly disappoint you. Wave your hand. Yes, it has happened to you. So you know what we do in this case? We go into fixing mode. So this is wrong. Come on, brothers and sisters, we've got to do better. I mean, what we think is, you, the annoying person, you need to get better. You need to do better than that. That's what we think, yeah? True, you recognize that. Okay, so we read the verse with what I call red lenses. So we've got already this filter. It's like, yeah, 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 Holy Spirit creates unity, but I can see this is really a mess, and I don't like it, and you guys, you need to sort out yourself, right? So we, we read the verse like this. It really work? No. Okay. Yes. Oh. oh. Yes. That's it. It's a little bit slow. That's it. So we read this. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and be gentle and be patient, bearing with one another. We forget in love. We just say, bear with one another. Yeah. Make every effort. That's what we call our trade on. And we forget it's to keep the unity of the spirit which is make a free effort. And actually most of the, 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 the rest of the verse we completely forget about it. We say, oh yeah, 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 there's one body, one spirit, I know that, and there's one, of course there is one Lord and that. But we concentrate on that bit at the beginning and stuff. We've got to do things. We've got to sort that out. You, you, you get me, I'm exaggerating obviously. But isn't it true? Sometimes we read verses a bit like that. Uh, so we go into uh, fixing mode, fixing each other's mode, fixing ourselves, uh, we have a to-do list and we're thinking, yeah, I've got, I've got the others, I've got, especially the others, they've got to be more humble and gentle, etc., etc. Um, and actually, some of us, the conclusion might be, do you know what, I really don't like it, I must stay at home and do Zoom forever, because that's great, really nice. I don't have to say hello to the person I don't really like. And this person who offended me like five years ago, I don't even have to speak to them, it's all right. Yes, some of us are like that. You see, unity, and this is what is so amazing. Did it work? Yes. Unity, it's not something for us to create. It's something that we have by the Holy Spirit. Okay? We have it. So unity is given to us. It's a gift and all we have to do is to keep the unity. 
then the, your perspective, if you convince of that, is completely different. Completely different. Because you see, the real truth is we are one and we are united by God. And it says in the verse that God is over all and through all and in all. And it says in the verse that actually it's a gift and we all receive grace to work out that unity. Can you see how this perspective is very different? Amen. That actually what you have to do is keep the unity now, rather than try to create it by your own effort and by your good behavior. You with me? Amen. Yeah? So actually, we should read more like this. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. You have received this calling. It's already been done. Okay? Be completely humble. Be gentle and be patient, bearing with one another in love. By the way, that's who you are. That's the fruit of the Spirit. So it's not, this passage is not telling you, come on, let's do it. It's telling you, be who you are in Christ. Okay, those are the fruits of the Spirit. It says, make every effort to keep, you see, make the effort to keep the unity of the Spirit from the bond of peace. It's not your unity. It's not something you create. It's something the Holy Spirit is doing and has done. And then you read the demonstration of that in the rest of the verses. That's why I'm saying, put the first thing first. The first thing is, there is one body and there's one spirit. It's already there. It's already done. So, and there is just, uh, I missed my line. So you were called to one hope. That's already done. There's one Lord and there's one faith and there's one baptism. That means there is a unity of beliefs there, fundamental beliefs there. And God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And then he gives us grace. And then he gives us grace. So God is our glue and is our reason to be together. And he's the one who's created that unity. And he's the one who will keep, you know, he will help us to keep that, that, that unity. It's, it's not us who mastering the unity. So, uh, Gary, just for you. Just for Gary. You can just go like this. That's fine. Like we don't say, okay, patient, bear with each other, be humble. We start walking by the Spirit. We're not following the old way of the flesh. We're allowing the Spirit in us to produce the good fruit of the Spirit, which is love, patience. And they will produce fruit like peace and etc. Okay? Because it's the Spirit who does it. It's the Spirit who will produce it in our hearts. You know, Romans 8 verse 9 says, The children of God 
are not in the flesh, but they are in the spirit. That means that all of us, we follow now the law of the spirit. Our own nature has gone. We have been free to not follow the law of the flesh. We have been free of that. We have a new nature, and then we are free to follow the law of the spirit. In fact, Galatians 2 verse 20 said, we have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ living in us. And the life which we now live, we live by faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. Can you see the difference? Way of singing things there. So the Holy Spirit in you will produce unity. So where once we were selfish and focused on ourselves, that was we were slave to that. Okay. Now we are free of that, and we are free to produce the fruit of the Spirit, which is humility and gentleness. And we can start to consider, our, um, we can start to not consider ourselves above others, but think of others before ourselves. Well, how hard is that? It's hard, isn't it? Isn't it hard to not consider yourself above the others or your need first and the other? This is hard. So we've got to remember this is the way of the flesh. This is not right. This is not God. This is not love. So we've got to, to have a revelation, oh my gosh, when I do that, actually I think of myself a little bit too high. I've got to reevaluate and start to honor other people Amen. and serve them and love them. And we can only do that by the Spirit because naturally we think we are number one. So we've got to leave the old ways and start to think to walk by the Spirit. So where, when we were once seeking our own interest, now we have patience that comes, we have self-control, we have love producing us, and we can start to forgive. And, well, that's a big one. We can start to forgive and we can start, start to overlook offenses. The number one problem Sometimes in the church, not in all of church, but in a lot of church, the number one problem is we get really easily offended. We are offended by God when he doesn't do uh, what we want him to do. Yeah, control. I want it now. It's me first. This, all, this is all the way of the flesh. And we get offended with each other. Say, oh, she said that to me, or he said that. Oh. I sent three texts and they completely ignored me. I'm offended now. But I have no idea what's going on in the life of the person. Amen. No idea. Amen. Or, or somebody does something and we interpret. We think, ah, oh, they must have done that because they feel like that about me. And so and so. And actually, we might have read completely wrongly. So instead of going to that person and saying, oh, by the way, when you said that the other day, oh, felt a little bit. Well, it just hurt a little bit. What did you mean? Then we would get the explanation. But instead, we're just going offended. <laughs> Never again. Okay? That's the way of the flesh. But the Spirit can help us 
to be brave and go and speak to each other, sort out the problem, communicate and forgive. Forgive. I mean, okay, I mean, I have to say, for me, it's actually one of those is actually quite easy. For some people, it would be very difficult. But I'm more like, I'm more the kind of person who say, oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, they did that. That's fine. Whatever. I'll carry on and I live my life. It's, it's a little bit in my personality. So for me, I have to say it's a little bit easier. But if it's not easier for you, <laughs> then you really need to ask God this help. Amen. And the Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. And what about when people do terrible things to you? Or accuse of things? That I really need God. <laughs> I mean, what about when you falsely accuse of things? It will happen in the church because people are, are human and they make mistakes. Uh, so you have to come to him and say, I know that the old way of the flesh is I'm going to get revenge or I'm not going to speak to that person. But actually the new way is to forgive Amen. and to try to sort it out because God is a God of unity. So actually this is the last box here that um, the flesh will lead to destruction. But walking by the Spirit always produces peace and unity. Peace and unity is massive in the kingdom of God. Think about it. The Holy Trinity is the perfect unity, the perfect peace. And that's what God is trying to create with the church. Perfect unity that way and perfect unity that way. That's, that's our call. Okay? So, <clears throat> it's a decision to abide in it to not follow our old ways, but Christ's way. And yes, sometimes it will be difficult, and some old habits might stick a little bit, but then we need to, that's why we need the encouragement with each other, you know? Actually, who, okay, uh, who thought they were perfect until they got married? <laughs> Yeah, honestly, you're just like, da, 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 I'm living my life. This is fantastic. You get married, and suddenly it's like, ugh, what? We disagree on that. Oh, well, oh, oh, my gosh. And you're doing that? You're still, oh, my gosh. And then, clash, clash, clash. And actually, it's, this, it's a little bit like um, uh, the stone, you know? It's only when they rock against each other that they get a little bit polished. <laughs> and I think it's true in the church. So we've got to... Be full of love and say, hey, brother, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Or, you know, don't, don't feel rejected. You know you loved, you accepted, you know, encourage each other and, and support each other. Okay? So, how could we do that in our daily life? You know, we are part of this glorious body of Christ, the church. And I think the number one application for us is actually we are not meant to leave uh, our faith alone. We were never meant to leave our faith alone. And the Holy Spirit in us will always push us to connect and to live in unity with other brothers and sisters. It will, we, will put, no, we need to find a community of be, uh, be, you know, beloved because that's what, that's what the Holy Spirit will do. So the local church is a, is a great expression, I would say the most obvious expression, on how together we will outlive the calling we have received. It's the obvious way, okay? 
Um, and you know, it, it, it's true that it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of church out there. You've got to find the community that's, that, that resound with you and you, you know, you, you trust the leaders, you trust the vision. But once you're there, you decide to be there, then you say, okay, I am gonna live my calling fully in God and my destiny with this group of people. I belong, okay? We have to remember that every prophetic calling, every destiny is written inside a collective narrative. I'm going to repeat that. Every prophetic calling that you have, every unique destiny that all everybody has here is written inside a collective narrative. Okay? Because it's always in the Bible, we are the people of God. We are the family of God. We are his children. And the goal is communion in unity with God and in unity of each other. Flew a few months, a uh, few years ago, I uh, drew this graph. Okay? And actually, this is how the church works. Okay? Uh, so we have the Jesus. Jesus is the head and he has whole authority, right? And the only reason I put Jesus at the bottom there is, I know he's the head, right? He's the head. He has, he, I mean, he's absolute control. But I put it here because actually Jesus' authority is a servant king authority. So actually his authority is to empower you. So he's a servant. He's, kind of, he's pushing you up. He's pushing you up. It's not a hierarchical authority. I'm the head, I'm the boss here. Do what I say. No, Jesus' authority is, yes, I have all authority. But now I'm empowering you to do the kingdom of God. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. So he is the source, is the outflow of everything. Amen. We believe that. So now he's, he's sitting at the right hand of God. He, said, he basically sent the Holy Spirit to equip us with the gifts, with the office, with the ministry. He gives leadership, which is very important, to have vision of where we're going as a body of people. But essentially... Everybody is the body of Christ, and we all have values, all have contribution to do, all have unique gifts, and we together, and together we are in a mission to expand the kingdom, and we all have been given authority to make disciples, to, um, to minister, to heal, cast out demons, etc. That's the vision of the church. You see, although we all individually matter tremendously. We work it out in a collective. And the, the ultimate picture is the, the wider church. We are the body of Christ. So your prophetic calling, your destiny is written inside of a collective narrative. Can you see that? So. This is how we belong. This is how we grow in our destiny, in relationship with one another, working out our dreams and the thing that, you know, we're supposed to do in Jesus. So we take our place in the body and we run and we have dreams. And, you know, some of us are called at, uh, for different things. Some of us, it will be, oh, I'm going to impact uh, my work excellently. And I've got this dream for education to be in that way. I'm going to be so, but I'm still part of the church, and I'm supporting everyone, and I'm, we're working all together. Some people will have dream for inside the church. Some people will have dream for outside the church. 
but we all together working out our property calling. One of the biggest lies, I think, in the Western world is that I, I, me, myself, and I is too important comparing the we. Okay? So there are some people who think that, yes, Jesus, oh yes, Jesus is calling me to be, I don't know, a fantastic preacher. But that's me and my ministry and my calling. And, but actually, again, that's not a that's not a biblical perspective. It's, no, if he's calling you to be a preacher, fantastic, hallelujah and amen, and I hope that you, you do that. But you have been given to the church to support, equip the church, to serve the church, to empower others by preaching the gospel and preaching or teaching. So your work out of your calling to be a preacher then is in the body of Christ. Can you see how it works? Yeah. And that's why unity matters. Unity matters tremendously because we cannot be fruitful, take our place, support each other, support each other's dream, release each other, equip each other if we don't have unity. Yeah. So unity matters. And who does create unity? The Holy Spirit. So we can't do it. But the Holy Spirit will create unity. Can you see that? Amen. Can you see that? Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray. Wow. Wow. Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you for this congregation. We want to celebrate every, every one of you as I'm praying right now. Say thank you, Jesus, that you love everyone in this room, that you know there's a one body, one core, one baptism, one hope, one faith, and you are the one who is working in each one of us, and we're really celebrating that, Jesus. We're saying you how wonderful you are, how wonderful you are. And I pray, Holy Spirit, just come and create unity. We want you, by your supernatural ways, to come and create unity. To speak to us, maybe about our behavior or the thing we think's wrong, so that we would walk by the Spirit. But we would love each other. We would love each other, that the world would know <laughs> that the church is pretty special. It's pretty special. It's pretty special. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Just let's let's talk to God. If there's a little bit in there that specifically talk to you, just do business with you. If you know you've been offended by someone, or that you have offended someone, just just make a note of it. Make a note of it. Say, Holy Spirit, help me there. Help me there. Help me there. Help me there.